Hey, I'm Gabriel Goldfeder. I'm a Jewish life consultant, a.k.a. rabbi. Hills might seem like mountains on a budget, but they actually have their own distinct character and play very fundamental roles in many interesting stories and images throughout the Tanakh, throughout our Bible. Your instinct about the difference between hills and mountains is likely accurate. They are lower. They are less dramatic. You could climb a hill in a few moments as opposed to a mountain, which might require a day or more. Hills are also likely to have trees and shrubs and grass and animals, etc., whereas mountains the higher up you go, the less they have. And once you reach the tree line, that's it. You're left with rock and maybe soil. So hills are scalable. They are often fertile. They are nearby. You might even live on one. And yet hills, as mentioned, play distinct roles. They have a very particular function. And in order to understand the specific way that the hills play a role in stories of Tanakh, but also in the context of our own experience, simply visualize your world if you were at 10,000 feet looking down upon it. And then imagine your world if you were standing at 300 feet. Both of these provide important vantage points from which you can view your world. One of them is so high and so far away that the details would seem tiny. And with the other, you could get enough of a look from far enough away to identify patterns that are operating within your world. And then you could scoot back down and make some adjustments and then perhaps scoot back up and get another view and then scoot back down again. Hills give you enough of a glimpse of your world in order to see the details and see how they operate in the context of one another. It's enough of a perspective to allow for the possibility of observation. So mountains are opportunities to view your world from so far away that the details melt away and all that's left is the broad strokes of a world or a city or a community or a life. And hills are opportunities to get enough of a glimpse of your world that you can make the changes that you need to make. Another important difference is that throughout Tanakh, throughout our biblical stories, mountains are a way up. Mountains are not intended to be used to look down upon the world. They are a one-directional ladder, as it were, to go up, 
to escape the world, to get beyond the world and to get closer to the divine and closer to the source. So a person who's climbing a mountain is not climbing a mountain in order to look down upon the world. A person who is climbing a mountain is climbing a mountain to get away from the world and to reach for something that is transcendent. A person who is climbing a hill, however, is doing so with the intention of looking back down onto the world they live in and to return shortly thereafter. So one of the important stories that we have that includes a hill is the story of the battle against Amalek. This comes a short while after the Israelites, the Jewish people, begin their journey out of Egypt and into the wilderness. Unfortunately, they are attacked by the tribe of Amalek, who have nothing better to do with their time than to attack and try to kill the Jewish people. And when the war is about to commence, Moshe says to Yehoshua, this is in chapter 17, verse 9 of the book of Exodus of Shemot, Moshe says to Yehoshua, choose for us men and go out and fight Amalek tomorrow. I will stand al Rosh HaGiva'ah, I will stand at the peak of the hill, Umateha Elohim Biadi, and the staff of God will be in my hand. And so he does. Moshe goes and stands on the hill. He observes the war as it is happening. He provides inspiration for the Jewish people when they look towards him and they see him in prayer, and this gives them strength. So Moshe is nearby, but he sees and he's accessible. He has enough of a perspective for his ascent to be useful, but he's not far away. He's not distant. And this is so remarkably dissimilar to Moshe's ascent of the mountain of Sinai, where Moshe is going away. He is not accessible. He cannot see. In fact, he's missing an entire story unfolding as the Jewish people, including Moshe's own brother, make and then worship a golden cow. And he misses this because he's up, up and away. While in the Amalek story, he is nearby. He is a source of strength and inspiration and perspective for the Jewish people in their battle against this arch foe. And this very feature of being a little bit higher actually makes hills into something of a dangerous place. This is apparently a very tempting place to worship to the point where when Moshe is giving instructions to the Jewish people for when they enter the land of Canaan, he tells them, and this is in the book of Deuteronomy, Devarim, chapter 12, verse 2, Vanquish all of the places where these nations have worshipped. These nations whom you stand to inherit their land. This is the places where they have served their gods. And where are those places? On the high mountains. And also on the hills. And also under every fresh tree. Each of these is 
its own temptation to worship something that is not the true God. Of course, we can understand mountains. We can understand the desire to go outside of and beyond the physical world in order to find some kind of experience of the transcendent. But what is it of hills? What is the worship that happens on top of a hill? And the answer may well be that it is the very slight altitude change, the sensation that a person has gone up, that a person has left the world only slightly, and that that is enough. A person could climb 300 feet and get the sensation and have the experience that they are high, that they have truly escaped, while in fact they are incredibly close to, and therefore in some important ways bound to, the very terrestrial world, which they feel that they have slightly escaped. It's just far enough away to be quiet. It's just far enough away to see something of a pattern. But it is not at all clear that this amount of distance will suffice in order to disconnect from that pattern and bring something new. So in that sense, a hill is a poor substitute for a mountain. The transformative and transformational elements require a total leaving. They require a total absconding from the trappings and associations of a physical world in order to bring the kind of fresh realization that can actually play a role of transforming the world. But a person might be lazy. They might not want to truly transform their world. They might not want revelation. They might just want a tiny lift. And that might might be enough for them. So in such a case, it may be that a person worships on top of a hill. Or even a fresh tree nearby. And that feels like enough. A personal anecdote. One of the challenges that my employers had when I worked at MIT Hillel is that I had a hard time doing meetings, not just the gathering or the frustration or the perceived waste of time or what have you. The problem was that every meeting for me felt like an opportunity to absolutely transform all of the work that we were doing. We used to give our different kinds of meetings names based upon the supposed altitude to which we would ascend and therefore the distance from and the ability to observe the way we operate. And Our highest altitude meeting was our summer retreat where we would gather for a few days and evaluate some of our programs with enough of a distance that we could imagine doing things very differently. We could imagine rearranging our priorities. We could imagine setting a different course with a different focus and with different goals and different mission and vision. 
But the weekly meetings were not those 50,000 foot meetings as we call them. The weekly meetings were hills. They were gevaot. They were 5,000 foot meetings, which means we're stepping enough above the regular functioning that we have in order to course adjust ever so slightly. This program is coming and it's supposed to start at six and maybe we should start it at 6.30. This program is coming and there's only 50 people who are coming and we want to get 60. So what can we do to make sure that more people find out about it? This person registered a complaint and we have to respond to it. Those are 5,000 foot meetings. I didn't want to do 5,000 foot meetings ever. I wanted to do 50,000 foot meetings all the time. So at that 5,000 foot meeting, when it came out that only 50 people were coming to this event that should have been a 100 person event, my instinct was always to say, well, maybe we should scrap the event. Maybe it's the wrong event for us. That was not the right thing to say. And I think it's true that it was not the right thing to say. I think it's important to be able to go to a hill. I think it's important to be able to go to 1,000 or 5,000 feet and make an observation about what's happening. I think there's a certain weakness in continually feeling the need to only go to the highest level, to the highest peak and look down and change things accordingly. There's something important and essential about being able to go up high enough to take a look, but not so high that things lose their form and their meaning and their detailedness and their functionality and they become something tiny or even irrelevant on the larger map. So as we consider hills and their functions, it would be useful to wonder before a meeting or conversation, how high do we need to go right now? What's the right kind of high that we need in the context of this meeting or this conversation or this encounter? Do I feel that it needs to be transcendent? Do I feel that it needs to be transformative? Why? What might happen if we go all the way up? Would it be better to keep this meeting or this moment as low as possible with lower expectations, lower anticipation of transformation, lower drama, simple functionality, simple adjust adjustment? And Conversely, it would be useful to wonder as we examine our lives, are there aspects of who we are and how we be that could really benefit from a 50,000 foot meeting, but we're not giving it, we're not giving those meetings, we're staying low, making adjustments in ways that don't and cannot and will not provide the kinds of transformation that a 50,000 foot meeting might offer. These are some of the questions that come up and some of the questions worth exploring as we gain momentum in moving towards hills, beautiful worlds close by, a stone's throw away, a couple hundred feet in the air, offering vision, offering beauty, but possibly keeping us well below the altitude we need to reach in order to do our work in the world. Mm -hmm.